This episode is brought to you by Affordable Drill Towers. Founded in 2016 by our good friend Steve Sanguidoce, a retired Houston, Texas firefighter, the Affordable Drill Tower was designed and built with functionality and versatility in mind for any training ground. As a standalone training tower and add-on to an existing burn building or connect setup, the Affordable Drill Tower packs a massive punch at an affordable price tag. With over 50 towers across the country, from Massachusetts to California, Montana to Texas, professionally engineered, NFPA and ISO compliant, the Affordable Drill Towers brings the versatility to your training ground. From Main Street USA, the small town fire company in their back parking lot, to the training grounds of the largest metropolitan fire academy, the Affordable Drill Tower fits the bill for price and functionality. Check them out at AffordableDrillTowers.com. And two things I like to talk about also when talking about our friends over at Affordable Drill Towers. One, their customized training program. They have the ability to bring some of the best talent from across the country to your home turf after the install of the Affordable Drill Tower. Designing a customized training program for you and your department, Steve will facilitate some of the biggest and brightest names of the American Fire Service to come in and work with you and your department. And secondly, and I think most important, is Steve's belief in need over greed. The affordable drill tower company gives back to not-for-profits that support organizations in the American Fire Service. Organizations such as the Joey D Foundation, which is near and dear to Steve Sanguidoche's heart, as well as many other not-for-profits that he takes a part of. He takes great pride in providing funding for organizations that push this job forward. So check them out. Steve and Dennis over at Affordable Drill Towers. Send them an email at info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Check them out on social media. And their YouTube page is kicking butt with great information, training nuggets, and information about their towers. So check them out, Affordable Drill Towers, and let them know Jeremy over at National Fire Radio sent you. This episode's brought to you by Ridgeway Leatherworks. Ridgeway Leatherworks is a firefighter-owned and operated business as well as a family-run business, and that's what I love about it. Rob and his family are passionate about their customer service and the quality product and craftsmanship they put out for the emergency services. Rob's been on the show. We've been to his his business. We've seen them in action. I've even tried to hand-paint radio straps. I promise you, it is not as easy as what the final outcome looks like. The product is so good, it's so clean and crisp, and yet, man, it takes that steady hand. Rob's become a near and dear friend of our podcast, and you hear that over and over when we talk about our sponsors, that they're friends, supporters, and that's what this networking community is all about, is supporting one another. Ridgeway Leatherworks, Rob Meyer, crushing it. Quality and craftsmanship is number one. Customer service is right there with it. From custom radio straps, universal radio holsters, chin straps, flashlight holders, anti-sway straps, and locker tags made out of leather, there's plenty of opportunity along the way when you deal with Ridgeway Leatherworks. So check them out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com. Find them on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And tell Rob you heard about him on the National Fire Radio platform and give them a little pluck and tell them keep up the good work we need to support our firefighter owned businesses and especially family run businesses where his two daughters and his wife help out day in and day out along with his other employees so again ridgeway leatherworks check them out at ridgewayleatherworks.com and find them on all your social media channels 
Hey, everybody, Jeremy, National Fire Radio. Welcome back to the podcast today. Pablo Jenner, a guy that I don't know anything about other than the last 10 minutes I had with him on the on the conversation here. But I do know this. He was on the podcast quite a while back with Rob and Sean Duffy, his co-partner with Build Your Culture. Sean's been on the podcast before, so I'm excited to get Pablo's point of view on everything with Build Your Culture. But, man, he's also got a great story about his upbringing through the fire service, and I want to touch on that. Currently serving, uh, going into year number two with the Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department in Florida. Before that, Marion County, Florida. Uh, he's been a fireman. He's going on his 16th year. Um, he's part the part of the Build Your Culture Foundation or Build Your Culture training crew with Sean Duffy, like I said. And he's also an instructor for the National Rescue Consultants. Pablo, welcome to the show, brother. Jeremy, thank you for having me on, brother. It's uh like I told you over text messages, an honor. I uh, but, you know, I, it's okay to say I'm a fan, right? It's all right. It's fine. I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of what you guys do. It's uh, you know, I'm always. Uh, I'm always okay with telling other people that they're they're damn cool, and I, I appreciate what you guys do for our craft, brother. Well, bro, I, I, I'm getting more and more comfortable with that conversation when it comes up, so I do appreciate it. It means the world to me. Um, you know, any bit, any any type of validation certainly supports the mission, and uh, and I do appreciate such kind words, but it truly is just storytelling. I'm a steward of the story, and I like to sit back and listen, and so guys like you that have a, an incredible passion and love for the job, you have a, a, a colorful career, and I mean that in a good way, um, because there's a lot of lessons learned, stories to be told, and, and things that you're looking forward to in, throughout your career. And that's what this platform is all about, right? Is If we can walk away from an hour podcast with a guest and people get something out of it or, or can share a, a story that can help somebody navigate the waters they're currently in, brother, we win. And that's what Absolutely. it's yeah. Couldn't agree more. So Pablo, give me a little background, man, because I know you're not from here. Born and no. or born in Cuba. So give me yep. a little background story about yourself and where you come from. Uh born in Cuba. Um, we came to this country uh, in 1989. My dad was a uh a long time ago, my dad was a political prisoner. He did mm. uh he did his his time um anti anti-communism stuff, you mm. know, like that type of that type of route. Uh, once he was able to get out, you know, just regular blue collar worker. Um, and then we, we won the lotto, so to speak, being able to, to, to come, uh, to, to the United States. My sister was uh, 14 at the time I was five. So I was a very young boy. And then, um, you know, growing up in Miami, you know, like, just like, I think 95% of the Cubans, do, yeah. you know, they, they, yeah. they land to use that word, uh, loosely, they land somewhere or another, whether by air or by sea, um, they land in Miami. Um, and, um, got you know i grew up and raised in in miami uh and that's uh went everything all all the schooling was in miami all the way up to um i went to fire college and i went to fire college in miami Dade fire uh the miami Dade fire academy okay how old were you when when the family immigrated to america from cuba five five yeah. five do you remember any of that cuban culture living uh, in cuba at the time do you remember that's a good that? that's a good question the 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 island itself living over there very sporadic very patchy yeah. you know like it's patchy it's foggy you know, um not much memory but the culture the culture stays with you because you land in in miami and it's just it's such a heavy uh cuban influence which just doesn't right. go away down there right. um that that uh, especially where 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 i happen to live which is in hialeah florida um, that's where I'm originally from, like as far as like states, states wide, the United States wise. Uh, and Hialeah is, is 
God bless. You're going to have to don't quote me, but quote me. It's probably like 95 or so percent uh, uh, Cuban. It is a yeah. heavy, heavy Cuban sure. area. So the culture just stays with you. It's basically like living in, in you know, Havana North. So and, uh, important, though, right, to who you absolutely. are and, and your roots. And I, the one thing I do know is Cuban people are very passionate about their culture and who they are yes, and their identity. Right. Yes, and they don't want their identity to be of a communist past. They want their identity to be um, hardworking, you know, solid foundation, good families, good roots. Right. I have a few friends that are Cuban. And so I've gotten to learn this about them. And so I know how important family is yes, to, to the Cuban heritage. Absolutely. Um, it, it, growing up, you know, like that's 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 the thing that that was instilled in us. You know, family. Uh, it, no matter what happens in life, that was my dad always said. No matter what happens in life, uh, mom, dad, and sister at the time. Obviously, we're you know talking about a, a young me. You know, sure, goes, sure. no matter what happens in life, uh, mom, dad, and sister are always here for you. Mom, dad, and sister are always here for you. And you know, like and and as I grew as I grew up, I started realizing what he meant by that. He goes, he goes, basically, what he's trying to tell us is. Whether you get a divorce, you know, I'm extremely happily married, but I'm saying whether you get a divorce, whether you whether you get in trouble, go to jail, whatever the whatever the heck it is, doesn't matter. Mom, dad are here. Come yeah. come to us. Have a have a have a deep understanding that we are always going to be here for you no matter what. Um, and it's just it's it's deep and it's deep inside me. And I try now to to continue that um, with my uh, beautiful wife and. Um, which I would be absolutely nothing without her. Um, and That's our all, two, brother. Me too, pal. Yeah. No, man, I, I, I wouldn't. I do. Uh, we just have a, a brand, uh, not brand new, but we have a, a young boy now. He's two years old. Our first our first together. We've been we've been together, her and I, for 10 years, and he's two years old now. And uh, I would not be anything without her. I, uh, yeah, I, I, at the firehouse, I, I invite her to the firehouse any chance that I get. I, I take her out uh, whenever I go out teaching anywhere. Um, I hook up the RV, I have an RV, like literally I'm in my garage right now, whatever, I can't tell, but I'll hook up the RV and I literally take the RV. So if I'm, if I'm teaching, you know, she's literally camping around the area or whatever. Yeah. And you know, like that's, it's, uh, um, anyway, she's, she's a good, she's a good person. Let's put it so, like yeah. I mean, well, that's awesome. Right. Because we need a solid foundation at home, Absolutely. which parallels the upbringing that you had. And that's why I was asking, because I'm going to bring this back around when we start talking about the fire service talking about how you guys, uh, you know, uh, founded uh, Build Your Culture, mm -hmm. right? It mm -hmm. all goes back to those early roots, right? When you have strong roots early on, that's what you're always constantly seeking, whether it's in a career, whether it's in your own relationships, right? You're always looking for what you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And and what you know is going gonna, is gonna to set the foundation for your future, always. It's yeah. always going to say your some your foundation for your future. So, and it, you know, and growing up in such a strong household, a, a household that 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 valued hard work, uh, that no shortcuts. You know, my dad, my dad's my dad's a janitor. My dad, you know, my dad when we came, he's a janitor, but not a he doesn't doesn't take shortcuts. You know, he's just a guy that just goes that went to work and 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 did his job well. Um, and I'm extremely proud of that. You know, like to to um, to this day, like he has no idea like how proud of the fact that i say that probably my dad was a janitor and i fucking love that man my mom was a cafeteria worker you know she yeah. worked at she worked at old school kmart i don't know if anybody even knows out there what the hell a kmart of course is, you know? but, absolutely but she, yeah she worked at kmart you know and she was a cafeteria worker and and i love that you know and uh now in their twilight years um they're both in their in their 70s now um 
uh, last man that retired and uh, I actually moved them up with me and uh, my wife is great she allows she allows them to uh, and I mean that in a great way allows you know but she does she doesn't even bat an eye at the fact that that uh, you know I moved in my elderly parents yeah. because I don't want them uh, in Miami anymore I want them here close with me yeah no and that makes a lot of sense for sure and I love that story though hard-working Right. Always doing what they needed to do to get their children through to raise their family. I mean, it's just it's such an incredible story. Thank you for sharing a little bit of that. Tell me how it then got you to the fire service, though, through this upbringing of yours and watching your parents work so hard. Mm-hmm. Where did the fire was the fire service something on your radar? No, early on? no, no. I wish I wish that I I could tell you that I was like I'm second or third generation, <laughs> yeah, right. fourth generation. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I didn't. I didn't even watch a movie and be like, "Oh my god!" I, you know, I didn't. I wasn't a backdrop kid. That I'm like, "Oh yeah, look at you know, sure. uh, you you go, I go." You know, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. no, I'm not. No, not at all. I I was a ball player. I, I literally played baseball growing up through high school and stuff like that. And I that I was I was convinced I was going to be a, a a ball player, and that's it. You know, and um, when that kind of fell through. When that kind of fell through, I, I was a little bit lost. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? And uh, I went through some dead-end jobs here and there. Went, I mean, literally, uh, I was a banker. Um, I worked in retail, like Sears type shit. I was like, man, like, this is, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Anyway, long story short, I'm going at a, on a poker night. I remember exactly the, the, the night that I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll give that a try. I'm at a poker night at a friend's house in Miami-Dade County. And I'll give you, like, how long time ago this was and how how much of like uh i was just going from house to house not house to house but just day to day yeah where i don't even know right. what friend i don't even know what friend it was i could tell you but i was at a poker night and he was a coral gables fireman and the way that i was just talking and just being and, and, and throughout the night he's like man you should probably try the fire service i love it like you'd be good in a firehouse and i'm like really man i don't know so anyway um uh, I went to go do a, a, a ride time and man, I fell in love. I fell in love. And then one thing led, led, to, led to the next and went to EMT school, fire school. And, and, and as soon as I went to, to, to EMT school and I did my actual ride times, like on an, like a, you know, a 12 hour shift, you know, on an ambulance or a rescue down there. Cause, cause I was in EMT school. I even loved it. Even on a, even on a box, I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. And, uh, I really, fell in love with it and uh it, it, it's it it's so hard to describe because you would think that i would i would have grown up in, in within it you know with but no i just i literally happened to stumble upon it and then within stumbling upon it i just happened to to the domino effect happened perfectly when i went to emt school i had a great instructor then i went through i did a couple of ride times and nobody treated me like shit in the ride times it was just like they opened it was open arms then I went to fire school and, and, and the Miami Day Fire Academy just instills this sense of pride in the fire service. And it was, a, it was the first time in a long time that I had looked at anybody else other than my dad and, and, and looked at another man. And, and I was like, dude, that's some cool shit that they're doing. And I became fans of, of how they carried themselves and, 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 and how they talked because they were guys like, like, like you, you know, like guys that, that we wanted to, to be like, because they, they did the jobs for the right reason, not just for the money. And I was like, that was the first time I encountered someone that a group of people that weren't doing it for the money. And it just, it, and it was just a domino effect that just, yeah. that just kept on happening. I love it. Right. Because it makes sense. We don't always need generational firefighters. And in fact, sometimes second, third, fourth generation kids that come into the fire service suck. 
We mm-hmm. need good people, right? Mm-hmm. Like what we need are people that are seeking something. Yeah. Like that's what I always find. It always becomes a story that the people that really get into this job, into this career, and it doesn't have to be a like a, a paid career. It could be volunteer too. Absolutely. People that find the fire service are looking for something more and the fire service tends to give that to them. Right. Absolutely. Like you were bouncing around, try your baseball career didn't play out the way it was supposed to. Next thing you know, you're bouncing around from job to job, trying to find something that fits what you need. I mean, this is you telling me your story. And now you come around and say, by chance, you found the fire service. And then once you opened yourself up to the fire service, it gave you everything and more that you were looking for, right? 100%. It's an incredible story. And that story plays over time and time again with so many people. We want people that want to be in it. Mm -hmm. We don't need people just because they're supposed to be there, because they're a legacy firefighter, Mm -hmm. second generation, third generation. We want people. I love when guys don't have a background in it. They come in with no preconceived notion other than they believe the fire service is giving them something they want. 100% 100% they need yeah brother and that's and that's and I mean we could go into this wormhole for 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 hours but that that is one of the reasons that I find if we're going to talk about like the new generation coming in now one of the reasons that I find that 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 I don't see that much passion that much love coming into some of the newer generation coming in is I said earlier, I stumbled into the fire service. I had no idea about any of any of our uh, uh, of our how our trade was. I didn't know any of the trade secrets. I didn't know about I didn't know about um, uh, running calls, whether whether they were serious, whether they were BS. I didn't know about medical calls. I didn't know about fires. I didn't know if you ran uh, this many fires, this many calls. I didn't know about recliners. I didn't know about about uh, working out. I didn't know. The schedule, I stumbled upon something and I was like, this is cool. And since I stumbled upon it, I was able to, to, to latch on to the right people to lead me in the right direction. And I noticed that sometimes with the newer generation coming in, I feel, especially with social media, our, our secrets are out. And what I mean by our secrets are out is um, like it, the, the, the firehouse life sometimes can, can be could could be put out in a in a negative way and it attracts the negative people like um guys taking selfies in front of in in front of uh in front of house fires you know like and then putting it on social media you know like if it's like it, it's it's kind of that it brings the, the the wrong people guys uh uh putting themselves uh, you know uh, working out at the firehouse you know like like when you put too much of our uh, of how our life is or it can be at, at a fire station into the social media realm, you get people that come in with preconceived notions of like, oh well, uh, we have to we have to train today. I, I, what do you mean we have to train? Uh, we're not running calls. Why can't we just go work out? Why can't we just sit in a recliner and watch a movie? Like, I mean, uh, when I I saw this all the time on social media, and you guys were you know like on Instagram all the time, just sitting on a recliner. So you know, so it's like. You, it, it, sometimes this newer generation comes in with those preconceived notions that like, Hey, no, this is hard work. You have to, you have to work hard because these are all perishable skills that go away. And if you don't work hard, you're not going to be able to, to, to pull a hose line correctly. You're not going to be able to throw a ladder correctly. You're not, don't you, we have, skills, but don't yeah. we have older generation guys are the same? Oh my God. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, you're like, absolutely right. You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things that like, you know, I can understand like what you're trying to pinpoint. I get it. Right. But I also think that we have to work harder than ever to make sure that we 
get everybody on the right track with us, mm-hmm. right? And people do come in and they do have preconceived notions, but I also have seen plenty of guys that have been there a long time bring those, you know, not push those kids to do better and then yet mm-hmm. drag them down and tell them, well, if you're going to do that, then you better ask for this, right? All of a sudden it's bargaining for everything, right? right. You want us to do that. We better be given this. I need this if you want me to do that. Like mm-hmm. and when you when you have a construct like that and you're in your hierarchy in the fire station or in your company, everybody's going to lose, right? Oh, and so, good. you know, it's really setting that tempo from day one. Um, and, and I think that that's super important. And, and for you to be part of a, a movement, build your culture, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is right there, right? I mean, this is you guys came together. I wrote the, I took this quote off your website, you and Sean and your website mm-hmm. with build your culture. And it says shared frustration between two friends at fire conferences. Yes. Yeah. I know, oh, I know that. I know yes. that sitting around and complaining, right? That's now, exactly what, we, what it was. Now, what That's are we exactly going to do what about? it was. From, uh, and I believe uh, it was the Orlando Fire Conference. I want to say about circa 18 or 19, one of those years. We were just down there, and, and we were just frustrated. Sean and I were just uh, – we just having to work for the same department at, at the time. It had nothing yeah. to do with, with – it had nothing to do with that particular department. We just having to work for the same department, and we were just frustrated in general about, about firehouse life, sure. firehouse culture, and stuff like that. And – um, one of the biggest things that was frustrating was um, when you don't, uh, uh, that's kind of where the name build your culture comes from, basically, is when when you don't come from a department that has, you know, uh, that dates back to horse-drawn carriages and has, you know, and has 130 years of traditions on the wall, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the uh, office building looking type of, of firehouse culture or non-existent. Yeah. Um, so when you try to, 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 to instill some, some culture, put a, put some pictures on the walls or, you know, put some sayings on the fire truck or on the firehouse walls or whatever, you know, it, it, you kind of get looked at and, and, and I'll use the, 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 the big, uh, department up North there with the four letters, you know, like they'll, they'll be like, oh, bro, this isn't the FDNY. Like, and that from that kind of like sayings or that kind of, that kind of beliefs, that's where build your culture starts from because we're like, you know what, man, just build your own culture. Like just build your, and you know, and literally that's, that's, that's how it starts. That's how it started with, with us sitting at, uh, in, in Orlando that one year, just like, man, just build your own culture. Just like, don't forget, don't worry about anybody. You want to put, you want to put uh, pictures up on the wall, put pictures up on the wall. You want to put a saying up on your fire truck. You want to put an American flag off the, off, off the back of your rig. You want to run the queue because, because, your inner kid still likes it man do it you know and 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 if that makes you feel good about the job because because you're you the inner buff comes out let let that shit come out man and just enjoy it i i agree with you and what i love about it is that there's so many guys that have had these same conversations and you guys did something about it you formalized it and said listen there are guys that are all over this country that are looking for more and we all have the same, I don't want to say complaints, but gripes. We right. all have the same gripes about a lot of different departments. A lot of departments don't do it well. Right. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, it, you know, it's really cool, Pablo. I was just uh, uh, last week, I was part of a panel that spoke down in Frederick County, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And this is a department that went from 300 to 600 in the last three years. That's how fast this department is growing. They've right. doubled in size in three years. And think about the growing pains that come along with that. Oh, yeah. However, they have the ability right now to build their culture. Absolutely. It's and a blank never, canvas. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes. And, and that is where the excitement comes from because they're doing it. Company patches, company pride, and the list goes on and on of things that they're doing and they're setting the stage because here's the thing. The 300 guys that have been there really didn't know it before, but now they have the opportunity to get on board. But the next 300 that have been there now for the last three years, that's all they know. Absolutely. Anybody coming into your department now doesn't know what came before them. They only know what's here now. So set Absolutely. the table now. Absolutely. Set it now and let these new kids understand that, no, there is culture here. We are building traditions. We're telling mm -hmm. stories. We want you to understand the past, but we want you to understand where we are today moving forward. What a, like you said, a blank canvas. It doesn't Absolutely. get any better than canvas. that, man. A blank canvas. That's why, that's why I truly believe you're, you're going to have to talk to your blue in the face to convince me that the backbone of any department from, from, from Key West, Florida to New York City and across to Seattle, the backbone of any department is the training division because the training division will build that canvas. It'll build that culture. If, because the training division is literally the first thing every kid, every kid or every guy, every guy, girl coming into the, into, into your department will see and remember. The first couple of days are always a blur. The first couple of days of any department that, that, that you go to, you're going to do the, the, the administration stuff. You're going to go to headquarters. You're going to sign your paperwork. You're going to do the insurance. You're going to do this and sign all that type of stuff. Yeah, all of that is cool. And your family is very excited of, uh, about you and all that type of stuff. But the first day, the actual first day might be that Wednesday because you did two days worth of, of human resources shit or whatever the hell, you know. So, it does, But maybe that Tuesday. But that first day that you go to the to 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 the training academy and see your instructors, that's going to set the tone moving forward as to what those recruits think about your department and how they're going to treat their department, how they're going to um, showcase their department on 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 social media, on themselves, in the public eye how they're going to treat our customers because we have customers when we, uh, these are, these are people that, that, that they call, they call for us. So we can't treat them bad. But if you, if you don't set that at the training division and you set a tone of like, ah, whatever, you know, you're, you're only going to be here a couple, uh, a couple weeks until, or a couple of years until you leave to uh, this department or whatever, uh, you're, you're, you're setting yourself for absolute failure. Your, your training division has to be the backbone of your department the best your best most motivated guys and girls that want to teach and pass on the knowledge and pass on the culture need to be there they don't they don't all need to be the stud instructors they at least all need to be really good at passing on passion yeah i mean the, the fire academy now more than ever is not a dumping ground for our slackers which it used to be a lot of a lot of guys that uh, were put in those divisions or in that position uh, were put there to get them off the line and let them exactly. retire out or something like that. And, yes, and we can't have that. We need our most dynamic and excitable people, people that are in love with their job and love with their department in love with pushing training forward. Those are the people we need in our training academies because they do set the tempo very early for our recruits coming in. There's no yes. doubt about that. And they also set the tempo for in-company and in-service training. Yes. People that want to come back and have engine and truck companies rotate through and do in-service training at the academy and have them excited about it. It matters. 
Yeah. yeah so, man. Pablo, give me a little background about yourself. We got your upbringing. We kind of got off track a little bit, which is totally fine, though. I love it. I love the conversation. But for you, finding the fire service, going through Miami Dade's Academy and buying in, they had you. They got you, man. Oh, they got me. Thank you. Right? Yeah, what was me. it? What was it about the process that you were like, okay, I'm home. Like this got me, this academy got me, the instructors got me. Like were, you were looking and seeking for that, right? The way they carried themselves. <clears throat> it was the way they carried themselves because it, it reminded me of, of, of my home life in a way with, with my dad. My dad I carries himself. My, it, my dad carries himself in a certain way. Like he is a, he's an individual, um, especially when, in his younger days, that when he, he walks into a room, um, not, not a, not a huge man, not a stout man, nothing like that. Not, not a bodybuilder, but just the individual that you're like, Oh, this, this guy commands respect. You're not going to, uh, you're not going to, to, to just automatically think he's, he's just here to do a, a, a shitty job at whatever he's here to do. And, um, like he'd be a guy that when you walk in and you're an employer and you're, and, and, and he's coming in to, to possibly work for you, like automatically you'd be like, I'm going to hire this guy because he's yeah. good for my company. Carries and himself well. Yeah, absolutely. I, absolutely. Absolutely. And I found that in, 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 in a handful of those instructors down there. And I, I just liked the way they carried themselves. And then within that, they instilled a lot of pride in what you did. And once again, coming up, we're very prideful. And I always enjoy doing something that I, that, that I was, that I wanted to, to tell people I did that, or I do that, man, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, you know, like, and whatever it is, it just happens to be firefighting for me, Yeah. but whatever it is, like, I always wanted to be like, no, I do that. I don't care if it's, you know, mountain biking or whatever the hell you'd be like, I, I, I mountain bike. And no, when you say it and you, and you say it and you, you can't fake it. You can't fake that passion. It's impossible to fake that passion. So I saw that passion in a lot of those guys and I'm like, this shit is cool, man. I want to be like that. And, and I didn't, I didn't find it weird that I said that out loud to myself or to other people. I'm like, I want to be like that. Man. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a pride, it's a pride thing. It's a Absolutely. pride ownership thing, right? Like, you know, when you're a part of it and you're proud to be there you want to tell everybody about it. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by the affordable standpipe prop. Let's break it down real quick. Steve and the crew at Affordable Drill Towers is doing it again. They've created this fully custom and fabricated standpipe prop to support the fire service. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing piece of training equipment. And I want to hop into it real quick. It is designed with a 4-inch manifold of high-strength galvanized Schedule 10 pipe. The cart and manifold are powder-coated red for a durable finish, meaning it's not just a talking piece. It's not something you tuck away on the shelf. This is a training prop that can be wheeled into the classroom and then brought out onto the training ground. And so let's talk about that. In the classroom, there's nothing better than having a hands-on prop in front of the students, in front of the fire companies that are there to learn about standpipe and FDC connections. Having that prop in the classroom allows for a great instructional lecture. And then from there, take the standpipe theory and translate it to the training grounds. You could wheel the cart out that's on casters. You wheel it out into the parking lot. And that same training prop that you just used hands-on in the classroom can now be used hands-on on the training ground by pumping into it and flowing out of it. It offers such versatility in its approach. It has a two and a half inch Siamese connection, seven two and a half inch outlets, six of which are standpipe valves, has a water motor gong, sprinkler head with a control valve, and a system pressure gauge. 
You can also upgrade and put three of the most common field-adjustable PRVs. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing training prop that needs to be in every fire company or training department across the country. Reach out to Steve and the crew. Info at AffordableDrillTowers.com. Ask for a demo. Ask for information. Or check them out on social media and YouTube. There's plenty of content out there that shows you exactly what the affordable standpipe prop can do for you. This episode's brought to you by Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew at Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 tins in the market, they are a leader in the helmet front space. Custom designed one-offs to department orders. They can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on, and they provide nothing but top-shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the National Fire Radio podcast and platform, and Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. And at checkout, for a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFR sent me. That's NFR sent me for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. Yeah. yeah. So you get on the line, you go through training, you go yeah. through, you know, all your or required training, you get on the line, firehouse life, going to fires, riding that back step. What? Oh, break it down for me, bro. Yeah. Uh, when I got on the line, I, uh, it was, uh, 2008, 2008, and it took a, took a couple of years to get hired. Uh, at that time it was a big hiring freeze down in the state of Florida. I got, I got on, I went through the Academy in late 2006. So did you put uh, yourself through the Academy then? Is that yes, how that worked? Correct. Oh, okay. So yes, you sir. didn't get hired and then get through the Academy. No, sir. You, no, I put myself had... through it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yep. Yep. Put myself through the academy, through EMT school, through the whole nine yards. So you had to be uh, chomping at the bit, man. Trying oh, yeah. to get hired, oh, yeah. right? testing, after, right? After the academy, I had to work for a private ambulance company to get my feet wet and, and you know, keep, keep, keep us, keep the EMS shirt at least alive. You must've been um, going bananas. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, and it's funny. No, actually at the time, at the time I wasn't because I didn't know any better. I was just okay. like, I'm I'm, I'm happy to have a job. I'm happy. I, I was like, I was running calls. I was putting my hands on, 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 on patients, on real people. At the time, I was just extremely happy. Um, I was going bananas in the fact that I didn't have a job, like mm. a, a fire service job. Career. Um, yeah. Because, because at the time that hiring freeze was so, was so bad. So they told us to, you know, the Academy, they told us, put your, don't put your eggs all in the South Florida basket. It's going to get really hard. It, it's going to be very hard to get hired. Uh, anywhere, especially down here with such a such a huge population of people wanting to wanting to be firefighters. So I put my my application in everywhere. I'm talking everywhere in the state of Florida. If you were hiring, you have my application. And um, Marion County at the time was I got lucky because at the time they were taking over a failing ambulance system. Right. So they were they were transitioning from the Marion County Fire Department into Marion County Fire and Rescue. Um, and whoever's not familiar, Marion County is in, the, in Central Florida, is where the city of Ocala is at, and where our state fire college is at. Uh, depart, uh, it's good department, great department, but that's where I got uh, ended up getting hired at. When I got hired, to make a, a, a long story short, I just happened by the grace of God, I find a fire department in the state of Florida that is a fire department that 
just happens to run EMS, not an EMS department that happens to run fire. Got it. Them boys were ate up with fire. And I loved it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and and the the Recruit Academy was awesome. Got uh, my first assignment. Uh, My first assignment wasn't wasn't the greatest. And I was a little bit bummed out. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't the greatest. And then uh, by the, once again, by the grace of God, I, I was able to talk to, uh, to my lieutenant at the time. And it was a, it was a female lieutenant. Uh, her name was Rose. And God bless her. She treated me so well because uh, she could have easily told me, like, hey, you know, shut the fuck up, kid. Just, you have a job. But, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, like, I, I just want to be busy. I, I enjoy the job. I, just, I literally, the, 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 the young kid that was like, man, this really this kid really loves the job so she makes a couple phone calls and 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 uh, she calls down uh to our busier battalion and she's like do you guys have any any available spots because this guy does not need to be up this way in this particular battalion i can't sit still i gotta gotta go somewhere else they put this guy you know they put this guy in 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 one of our slower (laughs) battalions like we're, we're running we're running you know one and a half calls a day here like you know like he's going bananas yep so they put me down in in Marion's third district. Um, it's, it's it's known as the third battalion nowadays, and it is a very busy fire duty uh, district in the state of Florida. It's a good um, place to be. It is a very good place to be. It is you know it's just it's a very uh, suburban to rural uh, district that just happens to burn. It doesn't have that many firehouses within this in, within the district, uh, unless they've changed it over the last uh, couple of years. They only have uh, four four houses in that battalion, but that battalion goes to work and God bless that. I just love being there. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, that's just, it, it, you know, literally, and, and within all of that, I just happened to land under, uh, uh, one of the better lieutenants I've ever worked under a guy named, uh, Scott Ramage and Scott, uh, he's, he's, he instilled a very big sense of pride into me. He kept that, he kept that Miami Dade, pride i'm like oh yeah i found the same thing right here yeah you know and and yeah. you know we're, we're training all the time and and just making ourselves better making sure that, that we were we were never re uh we were never reactive to stuff we were always prepared for stuff you didn't want to show up some somewhere and be like oh we'll figure it out no we don't figure stuff out we're gonna be prepared for stuff and i just love that mentality you know moving forward and that just that mentality is stuck with me and stuck with me but but unfortunately that mentality built built an animal within me like wanting to seek more and seek more and that has nothing to do and i'll say this till i'm blue in the face it has nothing to do with marion county it has all to do with like i just wanted more and more and i'm like oh man i need i like i just like i want uh I, I want more calls i want more fire i want bigger buildings i want this i want that i want more extrications and you know and it, it just it, it because the, the passion was just there for that drive was just there to, to get a little bit more that's obviously how you know, I, yeah, no, I get it. Right. And so, and, and you're in a good spot. And mm-hmm. so what's interesting to me though, is how many people have the struggle, right? That mm-hmm. they want more, they want more. Not everybody can go get more. It's not one right. of those jobs where you can be like, okay, I'll just go here and do more. You right. know I mean? Sometimes you can, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's a struggle for people and they have to find a balance in that, you know, that uh, sometimes you have to put yourself out there and, 
go train or go to conferences or pick up mm-hmm. other things to fill in those gaps to feel that you're being busier or more active. Not sure. everybody has the ability to run in a department that's, you know, the company's doing uh, 20 plus runs a tour and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and doing fire duty. It's just, it's not yeah. a possibility mm-hmm. for many. I, and many, and this, this is where like I, I lost a lot of uh, people didn't understand, so to speak. I don't want to say I lost. I, I have a very good relationship with, with a lot of the guys on there, but uh, they, a few of them didn't understand because Marion, Marion County, Florida, like I said, over 100,000 calls a year. Some of the, our busiest houses are running well over 20 a tour, well yeah, over. Right. Um, and we're running in a busy fire duty district. I just, I wanted, I wanted just a tad more out, uh, out of, out of, out of the career. And, and it was, it was hard to pinpoint as to, as to what exactly I was looking for, but I wanted more of, uh, of that city feel of that city atmosphere. Um, and, uh, you know, I just didn't really stop until, until I ended up getting it. And that's, and that's why you're on year number two now in Jacksonville, Florida. Cor- right? Correct. Correct. Cause yeah, you were looking, up- you were looking for more of an urban setting, right? I mean, that's what you is. Am I wrong? No, no, absolutely not wrong. Absolutely not wrong. I ended, you know, and um, uh, I ended up before Jacksonville, I ended up going to Pasco County. Uh, so I went from Marion County to Pasco County and uh, Pasco County is just, just, and that's where I met Sean, by the way, mm-hmm. whoever right. uh, uh, out there, that's where I met Sean. And uh, Sean and I hit it right over, hit it off, by the way. And because we're the same type of, of mentality. And um, in, in Pasco, I was, Looking for the same thing. Pasco's also whoever's not familiar with Pasco. Pasco's a very good, large, progressive department in the in the North Tampa Bay Metro. Um, they uh, they're literally just north of the city of Tampa. Um, that's a big department that runs a lot of calls a year. Uh, uh, some other areas um, that are a little bit more low income are are, are busy fire duty as all as the same way. And I I found success going down there too. I found success. I got down there. I got down there. They assigned me to um, after the probationary year. They assigned me to to one of their uh, to to their brand new uh, tower ladder forever. I'm going to be in, indebted to those guys for 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 doing that for that training division for doing that for the chiefs for doing that. Um, and I I gave them everything that I had. I gave them everything that I had. And and, and to this day I, I I I hold them very very dear in my heart. But once again I was still I was still looking for some something. I was like yeah it's not, you know and I was thinking city of Tampa or, 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 or something along those lines. Cause I was already down that way, but then, uh, just ended up coming into to Jacksonville, you know, just, uh, my, my wife's family is up this way. So we ended you, up doing Jacksonville. So. You mentioned to me earlier, you're a huge buff. Mm-hmm. You said you loved watching the FDNY videos early on when you were younger and finding your way through the fire service and, and all of that influence, a lot of what was out there for, for a lot of us. I mean, even myself growing up, you know, was New York City influence, you know, uh, the Northeast style firefighting. And there's a ton of content and videos and, and uh, you know, urban, you know, lore about the inner city fire department and what that brings to the table, right? There's that mystique about it. Did that have a lot to do with it for you? Like, did you, like the longing for something more? I mean, you're, you're in busy firehouses, you're going to fires, but it just didn't have the right feel for you, right? I mean, It didn't. Yeah, it, it didn't. And I wanted, I want, I think that mystique was, was, was there. And, and, and I, I, I don't make any apologies for that. You know, like I enjoyed, I enjoyed yeah. uh, what, what the mystique of the, of the big urban fireman, I guess, so to speak, uh, was. 
Um, and it, and it's so weird to say because uh, like some of the most and you'll know this man you you know this is true what I'm about to say right now some of the best firemen in this country are 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 volunteers that that small that town go to work USA in, in, in small town USA that go to work in single wide mobile homes hundred I mean some of the best guys that are good at tactics guys that are good at throwing ladders uh, throwing hand lines expectations I know they are and I, and 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 uh, you know I just I just wanted I just wanted to ride. A, 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 a truck through 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 a bigger uh, city and um it makes you know, sense. I just, it is what it is you know it just it is what it is i i give you a lot of credit because a lot of people get comfortable where they end up and they don't continually have a personal drive to bring more to the plate for themselves and mm-hmm. the fact that you noticed that you know the fact that consistently throughout two different departments you loved where you were. You loved the influence of the people. You have great relationships with them even after you left. But you were longing for something more. And you're pursuing. Yeah, and absolutely. Pursuing. So, absolutely. My, so the next logical question then, Pablo, are you still longing for something more? No, God, no. The, 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 the city of Jacksonville is an outstanding department to, to, to come work for. Um, we have – we are very – we're a very large urban department that that depending on what you want to do, we have a, a little bit of everything. Everything from from high rises and skyscrapers down in down in our in our urban core to 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 beach firefighting out on the on the east coast all the way to the Atlantic, um, to uh, airport firefighting if you're into that type of stuff, or if you want to go all the way to the outskirts of our city, because we cover the entire county. There's no such thing as Duval County Fire Rescue. We cover the entire thing. Uh, hell, if you want to go all the way to the outskirts of, uh, of the county and you want to go uh, run, you know, a couple calls a shift and, and a little bit of a mobile home and cow tipping, you got you got that too. You know, it's it's it, it's it's such a good blend of a, of, of a, of a, of a fire department that, um, no, nah, I, I love it. I love it. I, I, I found I found a home within the city that, that, that I don't regret. I definitely do not regret any of my time. I do not because any of my time, my time in, in other departments and under other uh, officers shaped me, who, shaped who I am right now as, as uh, who I am, the fireman that I am right now for the city of Jacksonville. Um, but man, if I would have started from, from a young age at the city of Jacksonville, God, you know, like I, I, I wonder, I'm like, I wonder where, where, Bro, where you I still got a long time to go, man. You got plenty of time to make up for lost time, but I think what's important too, right? I love when you tell me you left on a good note, you know, that you're in touch with these guys still. These departments were so important to you. I I firmly believe that every chapter matters in our story, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a bad Absolutely. chapter, not in your case, but it could be. You could you could end up somewhere and it was a terrible experience, but that helps you build as a person. You get to learn more about yourself, learn about what you like, what you don't like, more importantly. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that allows you to build yourself up and make yourself the fireman and person you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think every chapter matters in the story. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, every once in a while, I do think of like, oh, man, if I would have stayed in, in Marion from the, from the get-go, or if I would have just stayed in, in, in Pasco, I'd be, I'd be maybe riding a buggy, right? You know, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it, it crosses your mind, um, but... Uh, but no, I, I, I don't regret a, a, any part of it. And I definitely don't uh, apologize for just being a, a, a kid that, that, that never grew up in the sense of just liking the job, man. I, 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 I like it and, and I enjoy doing it well. I enjoy doing it at a high level. 
um, this job, there is levels to this job. There's definitely levels. And um, I enjoy doing it at a high level. And I want to do it. I want to do it at the highest level. And I, I believe I've, I, I found my home, my ultimate home. I love that. There are levels to this job. Talk to me about that a little bit. Break that down for me. Explain. Oh, God, God bless. I mean, anything, anything that we do in life, there, there's level, there's levels to man. Anything from from sports to burger flipping, you know, like there's there's levels to to what we do, and and I think that's one of the biggest lies that we tell it, tell ourselves that that for whatever reason there isn't levels. Like um, I always joke whenever I do evoc. <laughs> Whenever I do EVOC training, I, um, I always ask people to bring out their driver's license. I'm like, everybody bring out a driver's license. All right, whatever. It's kind of a weird request to bring out a driver's license. I was like, everybody has a state of Florida driver's license, right? Because you got hired, so you need to have a driver, an active driver's right. license. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, the state of Florida says that we are all equally safe drivers. Today is going to prove otherwise. You know? And I love I'm just that. Just, yeah, oh. I love that. <laughs> you know? And because there there's there's levels to everything from from driving a truck backing up a truck to to pulling a hose line throwing a ladder um and and the levels will get better or worse based off of how much time preparation you want to put you want to put into into the levels um proficiency into your skill set absolutely everything that we do I believe is a perishable skill Mm. uh the more the more fine the more fine-tuned the skill itself the more uh perishable it is you know so uh ropes and knots uh, you know that's you really got to put your hands on that shit because it's going to go away you know uh ladders you know if you don't if you go if you go months at a time without throwing a ladder you know like hey you're, you're gonna forget you're gonna maybe forget that balance point you're gonna forget you know like how much it truly weighs how much this and that if you go months at a time without putting on your gear you're gonna forget how what having gear on will do to you when when you're when you're going at a you know with a heart rate of 130 or 140 going full board um everything is a perishable skill and so the more you train on it and you you fine-tune those skills the better your levels become and all of a sudden you know you're just a a a a top-notch hard charger based off how much you put your skills to work skills god yeah no skills don't know skill fine tuning so to speak if i if i if if i'm saying that correctly skill fine tuning doesn't know whether you're going to to a fire like it doesn't know like like if i'm you know and i say this uh, i've said this before uh a ladder when i throw a ladder at two o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the afternoon the ladder just has no clue nor my body that has any clue whether i'm throwing it at an active fire or not i'm not working on tactics i'm working on a skill set and and so you got to fine tune those skills 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 will get fine tuned whether whether you're in in training um uh, or you're at an active scene or whatever just just keep on fine tuning those skills and then the skills will will elevate you to the next level and to the next level and to the next level and then hopefully with the amount of experience that you're gaining going to actual calls now your skills are going to match up with the experience skills experience skills experience and then that eventually brings into that 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 next level of ultimate fireman uh or or but you need to fine-tune those skills because it is they're all perishable skills i wrote it down i said skills don't know if we're going to fires no it's a great line bro i i think like the way you said it i love it i it makes such good sense that the skill itself doesn't know if we're practicing or if it's game time absolutely you know and even 
when whenever uh, uh whenever I, I'm I'm blessed enough to have someone freaking sit in a class and 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 hear my rants for fucking an hour or two hours whatever the fuck <laughs> it is I I I always make sure to let them know we are practicing skills today we're not we're not training on tactics i'm not teaching i'm i'm regurgitating how i do these skills how these skills have elevated my game and i'm and i'm hoping that these skills that i've learned are not going to translate to you guys but like whenever whether it be whether it be throwing loud like throwing louders you know like i'm going to show you how this this is easy for me because i do it like this um you know uh advancing a hose line this is easy for me because i do it like this BES, I'm going to give you, you know, if we talk about uh, uh, truck company operations, BES, I'm going to tell you why I, why I do it like this, because it's easier for me like this. So we're going to work on skills and skills and skills and skills and skills. Um, and that just, it just, it, it, hopefully that will translate into a, into a good firing. Where does, where does all this come from? I mean, is it the foundation from which you were raised, the hardworking parents that influenced you growing Hell up? Hell yeah. Your baseball discipline, baseball, right? baseball, it's sports. And I, you know, I, I use baseball as, as the, as the analogy because it's obviously what I, what I played, but sports, uh, at Jeremy at, at six years old or five years old, I knew how to catch a fucking ground ball. I wasn't, I wasn't reinventing the wheel, but I needed to continue to do that same skill over and over and over and fine tune it and fine tune it. But, you know, by seven years old, I knew how to swing a bat and hit a ball, but I needed to do it over and over and over, you know, and, and my dad was big on that. My dad, would, we go to the field, we go to the field and we just, you know, like he wanted his, his magic number, his magic number was 100. He goes, well, we're not leaving until we do, you know, like until you catch 100 ground balls, until you do 100 swings, you know, like it, it, it was, I was an infielder. So it was like, for him, it was like, all right, 100 ground balls, 100 swings, 100 ground balls, 100 swings. And it was just like every, and that was damn near every practice that i had with that man and you know it, skills skills you, you you learn the skill fine-tune the skill and then in the game time you're going to catch a couple ground balls now you're going to mix the experience of a real-time ground ball with with a runner that's running mixed in with all the time that you spend on skills right. and now you're gonna you're, you're gonna put your, your mind's gonna be able to put those two together and you're going to now become a better ball player you're gonna understand you're going to understand how to do it. And then the timing is going to come together. And in the fire service is the same exact way, because every single thing that we do, every single thing that we do is a race against time, everything, whether it be EMS to fire to every, our number one enemy in the fire service is going to be time. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like w w w uh, turnout times, masking out times, uh, getting inside the structure, but EMS, you know, like, fuck, if you have a cardiac, if you have a cardiac arrest, what's our number one uh, uh, enemy? time we got to get you we got to get uh the blood pumping we got to get uh uh you know uh, air circulating so time is our number one enemy so if we could if we could fine tune these skills of of of, of getting dressed quick of throwing a ladder quick of of, of, of stretching hose lines uh, uh properly through a building um uh in the usar world uh you know uh, setting up anchor systems um and uh an extrication world you know like understanding how to properly pop a door without skinning it that type of stuff man if we fine-tune these skills when we go to the actual call over this maybe you might fumble fuck the first one or the second one you know maybe you have someone maybe a senior man over you saying hey do it like this do it like this but now you but those skills and the time 
come together. And then on your third extrication and on your fourth extrication, you're just a fucking savage because you know, now you know that the time and the skills come together. And then by the time, you know, a year passes by or a year and a half passes by, they're going to be like, dude, that dude is jam up, man. He knows what the fuck he's doing, you know, like, and he's quick about it. He's smooth about it. And, you know, so skill and time have to come together when, when, when we, when we train and there has to be a, a when we look for instructors and, and stuff like that, I, that that's, when we look for people to teach, that's what we're, that's what I'm looking for personally. Like, I want to see how, how someone teaches the skill. Why do you, why is it easy for you? Tell me why it's easy for you. And hopefully that translates to to making it easy for me. Where did that passion come? When did you realize like in your own career that you had so much passion that you needed to start sharing it with others? Listen, there's so many people that love the fire service that are passionate about their careers, their jobs, passing it on at the firehouse. Not a lot of people will venture out of their own firehouse to share knowledge and experience with others. Where did you find that light, that green light for you to go do that? Why? Because there's certain things that I suck at. And when mm. I and and I'll give you an example. I was not good at at, at ropes and ropes and knots. I wasn't I wasn't that I wasn't that good at it. And I've had instructors that that sucked at sharing the information because they are, they weren't able to break down the skill. It was just like, you know, like uh, the best way that I could describe it is um, I'm going to teach you the ABCs right now. I'm going to, excuse me. I'm going to teach you the American language, Jeremy. Okay. I'm going to teach you right now. All right. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, all the way to Z, you know, I was like, and I, and I say the entire alphabet just like that. And I was like, and if you put certain letters in that alphabet together, you'll get words like for example cat is cat okay and then you walk away and then it's like oh i just taught him the english language as a student you're gonna be like what the fuck you that's not that's not teaching that's just regurgitating information you're not teaching a skill set so when we go back down to like teaching a skill set then we got to start getting into like all right all right buddy we're gonna break down i'm gonna show you a picture of what 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 a cat is this is now you know this is might be now you put the letter c and then the a and the t come together and then so so you put them to it. that's teaching teaching is an art form man teaching is an art form and i suck at learning i'm not a good i'm not a good uh uh receiver of 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 quick information and when you get someone that's a teacher that is not an artist because we just said teaching is an art form you get someone that's a teacher that's not an artist that they just they 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 they're just throwing you know, paint onto the canvas, but they're not actually painting. People like me get lost. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Why do I feel so stupid? Yeah. And so I started my teaching career basically catering to an audience like me. Like, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to put it in a way that I could understand because I have a feeling that I'm not the only one like this. Yeah. And uh, that's that's where the passion came from for like kind of just uh, uh, the artistry of of, of of the teaching game of, of passing on information. There's so much to that. I mean, when you break it down and you think about how many students get lost in the process and then, you know, the fingers pointed and says the student, you know, this class is having a hard time learning. Mm-hmm. I can promise you this. Look at the teacher. Absolutely. The teacher. And there's oh, yeah. guys there are guys that teach in our fire academies. There's guys that teach on the road that they travel and lecture and do hands-on training. And they're not that good. No, like, and it it comes down to really the delivery, right? When, Mm -hmm. when you can touch somebody, when you can, 
as a good teacher, a good teacher can read the class, read the people in the mm -hmm. class and figure that out very quickly in the process, how they have to deliver their message. And mm -hmm. it takes work. And this is why we need, and I said this earlier and you agreed, and, and I know you feel the same way, is this is why our training academies need dynamic, exciting people, people mm -hmm. that want to put the time in to teach in a way that people can learn from them. Absolutely. If you don't, if you do not have that in the academy, you're, you're going to, you're setting the entire department up for an absolute failure because you're going to get people you're going to get a, a combination of two things. People that don't care about the job, or excuse me, let me rephrase that. People that don't care about your department, which is, that's horrible. And then people that don't understand the job. And now you have that combination in the street, like writing your apparatus. They don't understand the job very well. And they don't care about your department. And man, that is, that's just a, that's a dangerous combination to, to, to have out there. Not only for the brothers riding the rig, but the, the 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 citizens that are expecting nothing but a plus service, you know, and 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 uh, you know, man, I, I can't imagine calling nine one one and and not having someone show up that's like that just passionate about what they do, that just like that wants to be there, wants wants to help you, like man. I, so when we get people in the door, it is they don't know any better. The the tempo is set the moment they come in and how we handle them, teach them, train them educate them and any lack thereof you could sink the best guy right mm -hmm. when when you get somebody excited it's like getting a guy like pablo jenner comes into your company and it's a laid-back company and this guy wants to go 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 and mm -hmm. if it wasn't for that lieutenant to make that phone call to get you downtown that laid-back company could have stunted your growth in the fire service and we wouldn't be talking today it could have it could have it's that what, what, simple it, it happens all the time yeah it could have yeah, I it could have, right? Go ahead, please. No, no, I'm forever, I'm forever indebted. And that's, you know, for anybody that's out there that that's 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 listening, you know, like, hey, look at your guys and be like, all right, well, man, this this person needs to be here, not needs to be here. Let's let's see if we can make a phone call, move move a couple pieces around, whatever. And, and uh, um, it, it's hard, man. It, it's hard to want to cater to your audience, but you have to, you have to, you know, there, there's a certain, there's a certain catering to an audience that that yeah. that if if you do that and and someone is able to do that well. Um, it, it will set you up for success, not only as, a, as, as an officer, but as an instructor, as a student, um, the whole nine yards, man. Yeah. I mean, I've heard so many stories where guys are like, oh, the first company I was in, like, I didn't know any better. And then I went somewhere else and all of a sudden I'm getting yelled at for not doing this or not knowing this. And it's like, yeah, but the other company didn't, how did I know they set me, yeah. they didn't, they didn't help me. They didn't educate me. They didn't show me. I don't know what my expected roles and responsibilities were because they didn't hold me to a standard the first time I walked through the door and now I'm somewhere else. And now I'm being held to those standards. Mm. We're setting our people up for failure. We have to give those new people early on all of our attention to get them set up correctly, because you could take maybe the best guy that you could ever have in a department and ruin him from day one. And he'll, never day one. Get, he'll never get to his maximum potential from day one. Cause you're stunting his growth. You, 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 you rip the mask off. Uh, quickly as opposed to slowly like uh yeah. and and you don't you don't want to do that I, I get it we're not this isn't a tv show we're not going to we're not going to fire and dropping off the side of buildings every single day it doesn't matter whether you work for key western new york you know like i get it but like some people want to rip the mask off so quickly you get to the firehouse and they're like they're gung-ho about it they're like 
stop it, kid. We're going to be chasing ambulances all day today, you know, going to falls, you know, so you sit down, you know, and all of a sudden you just, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm, uh, yeah. Like, no, man, don't do that. Don't, don't rip the mask off like that, man. Just like, just let them, like, it's all how you put it. You'd be like, listen, man, we don't, you know, we don't go to, we don't go to the, the, the mass of emergencies every single day, but you know, like our, uh, the, the smaller emergencies that we go on, that's going to be preparation for, for our bigger ones. We're going to, we're going to, you know, um, everything that we do is preparation for our bigger one, whether it be, um, uh, uh, seeing size ups of just, uh, uh, small little kitchen fires or whatever the heck to, to, you know, uh, apparatus placement at a, at a small, uh, MBA that doesn't even require a pin job, you know, like just the prep, you know, like, Hey, prepare that guy, prepare that guy. Like, Hey man, what if this was a, uh, what if this was a pin job? How would you, how would you, uh, uh place that the apparatus? Where would you cut here? What would you like? Rip the mask off slowly, man. Don't just be like, oh, we never go to extrications. We're just going to, you know, we just do this BS all the time. You know, like, man, don't, don't do that to anybody, man. That's that, that literally just, that sets up the, that sets up such a mentality to, to get the person just disgruntled with the job. All of a sudden they, they don't want to do it. They don't find it fun anymore. And man, if you're, God bless it. If you're not having fun, man, I don't know why, why would you do this? Like, it's just, it's a, it's fun. I, I it's never, it, it's never it's never not been fun. I'm always amazed on how people thrive on misery because it just doesn't register with me. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. They were talking, uh, uh, I had a a conversation the other day and I didn't even know how to put this into, in, into text message thread. So I actually ended up having a conversation with, with a buddy over the phone about it, about toxicity at at, at a, at a, at a place of employment. I was like, listen, man, I'm going to break this down to a very simple ter- uh, term here. I don't care if you work in corporate America, if you work in the fire service and police, military, whatever the heck it is, there's toxicity, toxicity everywhere you go. Yes. You could literally, you could literally go right now to, to, to the sixth floor of the Wells Fargo building in downtown. And you're going to have people in the water cooler talking shit about the next person, about the next person, about the next person. You're going to have toxicity everywhere you go. Just find your little your little groove and have fun within your little groove so if and if your little groove that you were assigned to you don't like it go go somewhere else go find another groove until you find your little groove forget about the toxicity that's going on everywhere else and just enjoy the enjoy that little groove so for me it's find a firehouse that i that i enjoy that, that i enjoy find a district that i enjoy find a crew that you enjoy um you know like and just have fun within your stuff. If I have, I have fun coming in in the morning and checking off the rig that, that makes me, that makes me calm down. I come in early and I check off the rig, get a, get a cup of coffee. That makes me calm down. So I have fun with it. So have things that you enjoy. I like, if, you know, like uh, I like hearing the, 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 the cue going. So we have headphones on my, my officer doesn't mind if I lower the window, fuck it, I'll lower the window, listen to the cue. But if that fucking it gets you going, find your stuff that makes you happy within your little circle because if you're looking for something that that is that doesn't have toxicity or whatever you're going to be looking for a long long time (laughs) i very well said i mean you you have to enjoy what we do yeah uh you know if you're losing sight of that or your day is becoming nothing but a uphill struggle then make change absolutely you you have to you have to make change if you don't you're literally gonna especially in this profession, you're going to go down a bad, bad wormhole, rabbit hole that you don't want to go down. You know, I, I often think about, I see pictures of a lot of guys, you know, um, you know, retiring 
you know, we're, we're losing more and more guys that are retiring off of the job after 25, 30 years. And, and we're replacing them, you know, left and right. And, and I look at these guys with these older years on, and as they retire, the people that come out for them and celebrate them is unbelievable. And I have to believe that a lot of these guys, the people that are posting pictures like that, it's guys that are in love with the job today. Like they were the day they came in, even, yes. even 30 years later. And we yes. can get, we can get, um, challenged along the way we can have our ups and downs but it's how you carry yourself throughout the process it's how you navigate your career but i i challenge anyone that if you're not in the same headspace you were when you came in and got excited about it if you're not excited about today you don't enjoy it like you used to and that it's become more of a burden or it's it's just a job and it's nothing more than that now i challenge you to try to figure that out and maybe go out and see what you could do to turn that back around. 100%. And then, and then I, I, uh, I'll piggyback on that and challenge the challenge and just say, Hey man, don't, if you lost it and you are for whatever reason, three or four years away, five years, whatever away from retirement, if you lost it, don't take it away from someone else that has it. Yes. And that, that bothers me a lot. Just, I get it. It is what it is, but don't take it away from someone else. And and that's that's my biggest. That is one of the biggest pet peeves that I have. I see people just being like, oh, just uh, they they want to bring that 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 young person that has that mentality down. And I, and I don't get it. You know, Misery and I have a lost loves it. company. Yeah, absolutely. And, saying for a reason. And and one of the at this point in my career, one of the biggest I enjoy telling one of the biggest things I enjoy telling people is, hey man. You don't necessarily have to lose it. If you listen to me talk and you were and and I blindfolded you, you didn't and you didn't look at the at the face with the wrinkles and you didn't freaking and and you didn't hear me say that I had you know uh, uh, x amount of years on the job, you will literally right now be like, "Fuck, man, this guy must have like, he's a young kid. He's got you know he's probably got like eight months on the job. Does you know hasn't ran that many calls. Doesn't you know hasn't uh, hasn't been exposed yet to like the bullshit of the job. You know you're gonna lose it, kid. I'm like, no, man, I. I legitimately have fun now telling people, listen, bro, I got 16 years on. I don't, I'm not exactly, you know, I'm not exactly 30, 40 years on the job. I get it, but I've been doing this for, for 16 years. And with 16 years, I still enjoy going to work. I wow. still enjoy hearing the cue the, the rolling. I still get goosebumps whenever, whenever we get, we get dispatched and I hear, uh, you know, and, and I hear it's a work and fire. I still, whenever, whenever it's a work and fire across the city or across the county, wherever I'm working, I still grab my radio and I still flip to the channel. I want to, and I want to listen. And I want to listen for two reasons. One, because I want to, because I want to listen because I enjoy the job and two, because I want to learn, you know, and it, it doesn't go away. And I don't think, I don't think it, 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 it needs to, I mean, fuck, I, I still enjoy the hell out of it. And obviously you do too. And I know, and we both know hundreds upon hundreds of of guys if not thousands that still feel the same way we do yeah and and i just think that it's so important and it's good for your own soul i mean it's just who wants to do something that's misery day in and day out oh, enjoy God, it. No. this job allows you to enjoy a career of volunteer enjoy it yeah. enjoy it it's fun oh, I, I, if I, was, yeah, if I wasn't a if I wasn't a professional fireman i'd still be a professional somewhere because i'd be a professional volunteer somewhere i guarantee you that <laughs> i love that <laughs> Yeah. So Pablo Jenner, we're wrapping up, brother. An hour goes quick. What's yeah, next man. for you, man? What's next for you? 
golly, what's next for me? Uh, I got my phone next to me. Um, well, you got. Let's put it this way: you moved over to a squad company now, right? So that's right. new, new, new horizon there, right? New challenges. Yeah, yeah. This new is, opportunities. I've, I've been, I've been on an apparatus that has had some sort of of aerial piece on it. You know, I because I I use the the term truck loosely here in the state of Florida. We we love our quints down here. Um, but I've been on an apparatus with some type of uh, aerial on it. Uh, for the better part of about 12 years now, I went yeah. from literally from from a single stick, uh, from a single axle straight stick to uh, uh, to a tower ladder uh, in in Pasco County to a tiller company in the city of Jacksonville. Right. Uh, so this is literally now I just moved over about uh, two weeks ago, about two or three weeks ago. I moved over to squad company in uh, city of Jacksonville. Uh, one of five in in the city. Uh, all five are part of the special operations uh, command within the city. Um, so I'm enjoying right now learning a yeah. new. A, I'm out of my comfort zone. Uh, I am 100% out of my comfort zone, and I am uh, very blessed that I am with a crew uh, and a captain that is top fucking notch, man. And he knows his shit, and um, and he likes to train. And um, I'm learning a part of the craft now that, um, it, as we like to say, we don't uh, we we don't want to be uh, just operators. We want to be solid technicians. Like we want to look at it and be like, no, I, these this, these guys are uh, they know what they're they're about to go you know do. And um, so right now I'm I'm enjoying learning, a, a, getting out of my comfort zone of the truck life, and uh, getting um, getting into the special operations command. Well, good luck with all of that. They got a good guy. You're going to fit in just fine over there. I wish you nothing but tremendous success as you go from an aerial to the squad company. You're going to have to <laughs> learn a little bit different in, in your disciplines. But, man, that's exciting. A new chapter, 16 years in, and yet you're up for the challenge. I freaking love Absolutely, that. Absolutely, brother. Next, yeah, next time you come down to Florida, I don't know if you ever uh, come down for um, – anything up in the northeast or whatever but uh we got some pretty cool houses you'd like to uh yeah i would uh, i'd love yeah, to take man, you up on that for sure they're uh good houses to buff you know some yeah. of our houses some of our houses date back to 1886 I love so it. uh yeah good houses to buff and 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 get some apparatus innovations going and shit there you go <laughs> and what's next for you outside of the firehouse you're doing training you're traveling at all yeah at all? yeah um uh for the next uh till december so December, we're doing a, a, a USAR series for the uh, – uh, I, I also uh, am, once again, the city of Jacksonville treats me very well, and uh, they have they allowed me – I'm blessed enough to work in their training division now too. So we're doing a USAR series um, for some new recruits that are um, that are coming on board to the to, to the Special Operations Command. So I'm helping out with the USAR series there. Um, uh, I got a couple classes uh, – Coming up in, uh, I'm actually going to be in Quincy, Massachusetts, uh, with National Rescue Consultants in uh, late September, September Great. 25th, September 25th through the 28th. I'm going to be up there with NRC in in Quincy, um, and then just a handful of classes here and there with, uh, I said with NRC and just uh, our training division, yeah, awesome. and uh, for La uh, for La Fire Expo also in October. Good, nice. That's always a great. Uh, that's always a great conference, from what I've heard. Oh, uh, one so, of the best. so brother thank you thanks for joining me today man taking an hour yeah. out of your day just to hang and talk about the job talk about yourself a little bit it was nice to learn a little bit more about you um i'll tell you man family roots matter the foundation Absolutely. matters and uh 
It sounds like you got solid stock, bro. I'm very happy man. to uh, call you a friend and uh, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate man, it. I appreciate you, brother. Like I said, man, you got you uh, and I'm not blowing smoke up brass, man. You guys <laughs> are doing good, good stuff uh, oh, for the fire you. service. Uh, um, keep it going, man. Like it's, it's cool to see because it, 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 it puts a, it puts validation for people, for people like us to, to see other people out there like us. Because sometimes, every once in a while, without platforms like this, you can feel alone. And uh, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing good stuff, man. Um, uh, so appreciate you. So thank you for having me on, brother. Uh, it was very kind. Thank you for saying that. And to be honest, and to be totally upfront, there's still days, even with doing this, that I feel alone and uh, searching for more. So we all go through it, man. There's no doubt. Um, so, but thank you for shining a light on that, but thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it, man. It means the world to me. Um, yes, so yeah. Awesome. Good luck with everything you have going on. Uh, where can people find you? They want to reach out. What's a good, uh, good way to find you. Uh, my Instagram, uh, P, uh, P gen three Oh five P gen is just like my, my, my last, uh, obviously my initials P G E N three zero five. That's uh, the Instagram handle. Um, and that's uh, and that's about it. And cool. you could you could find me obviously National Rescue Consultants. You know, like I'm obviously through them. And then build your culture with with Sean. Awesome. Um, Sean and I still we, we still do work, uh, even though we're in different parts of the country. We still do work together, and uh, we're very good friends. So you can find me through there too. I love it, brother. Thank you again for joining me. I appreciate it. Hang right here. I'm just gonna sign off the podcast. I'll come right back to you. Okay, hang out. What's yes, up? Yes, sir. Good, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Pablo Jenner at a Jacksonville fire rescue down in Florida, an incredible story um, that needs to be shared. And that's what we're doing here at national fire radio, sharing stories, telling stories and trying to just better the job one conversation at a time. So take this conversation, take it back to the firehouse and talk about it. Cause when we talk about the job, we're making the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Thanks for tuning in Jeremy national fire radio.